The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Have you ever gotten into something and didn't know what the point of no return was until it was too late? We're excited to be with you. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And welcome you back to another episode of The Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into our home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Mm-hmm. Now, in real estate, it's pretty simple. The point of no return is at the fulfillment time. Or if you have no conditions, the point of no return is when you put in the offer, right? Right. If they accept it, Mm -hmm. there's no turning back. No turning back. If it's conditional on lawyer approval, finance, insurance, building inspection, building inspection, septic inspection, well inspection, there's a point where you can turn back and go, no, I don't want to go ahead with this. Right. And interesting enough, sometimes it's, we, we call it buyer remorse or cold feet. And I would say anytime I buy a large purchase, anytime I buy a big thing, there is a good probability I'm going to have some sense of buyer's remorse. That's been my personal experience because it's a big deal to buy a property. It's a big deal to buy a car. And after I've done it, I'm thinking, did I make the right decision? Ought I have done that? Or was this one of those times it was a bad decision? Timeshare is one of those. That's a topic for another show. And yet we have a tendency. Or we had a cooling off period on that one. We did. We, we which pulled was out a, a one. We did. We did pull out a one. Mm-hmm. So we have a tendency to move into a big decision and then kind of wonder if it was a good decision or a bad decision. That's kind of normal. For us, we have a tendency to experience cold feet and that sense of buyer's remorse. Like, have you ever bought something and thought, oh, and yet it was still an amazingly good decision? I get that all the time when I'm going to come home and tell you I bought it. Yeah. (laughs) So it can still be a great decision. So this is a show about thinking about those times when you ought to pull out and how do you know when to pull out? And it's so much more than just a little bit of typical buyer's remorse because mm-hmm. that's kind of a normal deal for us humans. Yeah. You know, it was interesting when I was, um, this is total segue, like not a segue. What do they call it? Tangent. This is a bunny trail or yeah, a piggy we're, trail? Yeah, going on a piggy trail. When I was about to walk Candace down the aisle to be married. I know. Not everybody likes when you share this story. I know, but I told her. I said to her, you're at, I didn't use the word, you're at the point of no return. And I said, before you walk down that aisle, it's just her and I sitting in the back hallway waiting. I said, you can change your mind right now. And I don't care about the tens of thousands of dollars or whatever we've spent or the embarrassment, whatever it is. You can turn around right now and we'll leave the building and it's over. Or you can walk up there, make that decision to say those vows. But once you make that decision, I said, it's for life. You're, you're in this. And uh, she walked up that aisle shaking. 
I don't think it was because of that. Maybe it was. I think it was. Maybe I think was. you you scared her. Yes. So in a real estate transaction, that time is the conditional period. Right. Once you fulfill those conditions, there's no backing out without possibility of large recourse. Right. Lawsuit. <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of large. Loss of deposit. Loss of deposit. Loss of money beyond the deposit. A lot of people say, it's just my deposit. No, not really. It's significantly more than that if you pull out once your conditions have been fulfilled or if you know, have no conditions, which does happen more and mm. more in this market. Like we're living in a market yeah. now, Ken, where we have a significant number of properties being purchased with zero conditions. Yes, I had the other day, I had 14 offers on a property we had for sale. Yeah. Uh, we got 236600 over asking price, which was my second highest ever. And... Over asking. Of, yeah, over the, out of the 14 offers... Trying to remember now, I think there were six or seven that were no conditions. 50%. Yeah, mm -hmm. no conditions at all. Yep. And that's pretty common in this market in the right neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So doing your due diligence in advance of putting the offer in, in a property where you're pretty sure more than one person's going to want it. And that market has now existed for quite some time in the Ottawa area in the right neighborhoods. And it's even fascinating to me that often we don't, there may be a property thing that's been around for a while, not going to be in competition, no big deal. I don't have to do my due diligence before I put the offer in. I can do my due diligence after. And then all of a sudden, your offer initiates or sparks interest from the others that have been thinking the same thing you have. It's FOMO. Fear of missing out. Yes, that's what causes it because then the realtor calls the other people that have been looking at it and says, hey, there's an offer on this property. Mm -hmm. And suddenly FOMO kicks in, fear of missing out, and a second offer shows up or a third. Or a third or a fourth, yeah, even crazy. on something that's been sitting around. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be something that is brand new on the market. It happens across the board now mm. in the right area at the right price point. Yeah. Now, one of the things that people, and I don't know if it's a bit of a natural thing, and it's the same with me, I, I find I don't want to disappoint the person I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And so I've had many clients say to me, oh, I'm so sorry you've had to look at so many houses with me. Or They've put offers in on properties and we bought them and then they walk away for inspection purposes or status certificates not good. or And they are concerned about me. And I'm going, no, 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 you no, no. are the client in this. We want to make sure you get the perfect house. Mm -hmm. Never be concerned about like you're wasting my time because it's not. That's what I'm that's what I'm doing. Right. That's and what I'm here for. Right. And and we're doing our utmost so that you're at the inspection and at the different phases, you're not having to backtrack because that is timely. Yeah, like costs. even it's, it costs some money to do inspections. You know, so one of my goals is when I'm showing a property that I'm looking for deficiencies. I'm we not a home are. inspector. And we're maybe looking at the house 
for 10, 15 minutes instead of a home inspector looking at it for two, three hours. Yeah. Big difference. But I want to see, you know, if there's a structural issue, I might pick up on it. Not all Likely. of them, but I might pick Likely. up on it. And so I'm going to say to the client, here, there, there's an issue here. You know, the foundation's bowing or, or whatever. The roof's sagging. Is this a concern to you? Are you willing to take this on? Right. right? Are we willing to go to the next step and negotiate an agreement? Right. So if you're in multiples, because I didn't actually share that insight. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're thinking this is going to be multiples, I want to prepare myself, doing a pre-inspection can go a long way. They're not necessarily two or three hours. They might be an hour. They're done a little differently because they're more for protecting you. So they cost a little bit less or they can, not necessarily the way it's done. It's really an individual basis depending on your needs. And yet we want to make sure that you do it before you get to the point of no return. Right. So I always say better to, to spend a little and save a lot. Reasons to pull out of a house sale. Do they have to do with feelings or thinking clearly? We're excited that we've been able to create for you free access to over 367 episodes of The Inside Track, where we give you insights, insider tips on anything to do with real estate and anything really to do with living in your house and turning it into a home where you can make the best use of just the space that you've chosen, whether it's investments or the one that you're living in. And so we're excited that you can get access to those on the go from your home, your office, anywhere at, at the right time for you. Mm. And I think sometimes I've invested a lot. Like I think about hiring an employee, for instance. If I've invested a lot of time, a lot of effort, mm. gotten to know them, invested in that process of hiring, and then I start to get a feeling it's not right. Yeah. Or my red flags are going off and my brain says no, but my heart says I like them. Yeah. It's difficult to back out and say, no, we're done. Mm -hmm. We're done in the process. We're not hiring you. And I think it's the same with real estate. Yeah. You get so far down the road of investment. You've mm. seen a number of homes till you find the one you like to put an offer in. You've you've paid for an inspection. You've paid for um, whatever, and it an might appraisal. be an appraisal. You've and consulted then, your lawyer. You've talked to your insurance mm -hmm. company. You have invested money. And time. So you, and time. And but, energy. Right. And you have that emotional attachment to the house. Mm -hmm. Even when it's an investment. Yeah. And so sometimes you go, hmm, when does the thinking need to overpower the feeling of I love the house, I love the neighborhood, I want to live here? Right. And that's where the fun begins. And sometimes we can feel silly or kind of foolish. Like, what were we thinking making a decision that we were all like gung-ho for and now we're not there anymore? Like, we have a tendency to think that once we've begun a process, we kind of have to complete the process. Yeah. Right? I, like, I, have, has that ever happened to you? Like, I know it's happened to me lots of times. Mm -hmm. And having that expert with you, on that journey mm. 
is significantly helping because they can say, and, and you got to trust your expert that's oh, with you. Because if, if at any point you feel they don't have your best interests at heart and they only want to sell a property and have their own best interests at heart, you're done. The transaction, like you just cannot continue that relationship and feel good about the decision if you're feeling you're pushed, right? right. And the, and that's a fine line for me as a realtor and probably for you as well, that mm-hmm. sometimes it is the right house for them. And they're maybe getting emotional about a few small things that are insignificant. And really any house we show them is going to have some small things. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect house. No. So then... It's 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 where you go. Ooh, you got to walk them through that process of discovery that the house is the right house. And today's show is about when we discover it's not the right house. Right. And so, how do we convince someone? Even when they're, we don't want to convince people against their will. But sometimes their will is we want to still go ahead. Yeah. And sometimes I'm going. Maybe you don't really want to go ahead. Let's find you another house. Right, because there are more. And yet, if it's the one that you ought to have bought and you don't buy it, the problem is it becomes almost impossible to find another one. Yeah. Right? So we want to be, this like to find harmony in this dance of knowing when to pull and when to continue forward. So it's more than a feeling. It's some facts as well. And an area or a time where you're definitely going to want to pull out is that the structural issues are so significant that you know you're not going to sleep at night. You can't get peace of mind. And even with a repair, it's still going to disturb you. It's still going to disturb your sleep. If it's that, then... Or even it's going to be difficult to resell even with the repair. Right. So an example of one from years ago is the house was originally built as a bungalow, two by four construction before the time of two by six construction. And then a second story was added on top of the house, which is if you have a two by six construction, depending on where the supports are and what supports you put in, probably a pretty doable thing to add a second story with older style construction Maybe not as much because it was never designed to be a two-story. So you find some structural issues, and I'm thinking about a specific couple times this has happened. And no matter how many engineers are in, no matter how you remedy it, it is always going to be a stigma. There's always going to be, this really isn't done to code And not only is it not done to code, because there's lots of things not done to code that doesn't necessarily cause us grief, because the code's always changing. So old code, today code, not the same. Most houses being sold aren't to code. That's not really our concern. Our concern is the structural integrity and how do you restore it when it was never meant to be used that way. Then you might want to walk away from that. Um, another one is environmental. Yeah. If you've got asbestos, asbestos isn't horrible. We can fix that kind of thing. It's, Usually it's a cost and maybe the seller contributes or the seller takes care of it before yeah. closing. Like we can negotiate some of the things. Uh, contamination in the soil is such a wild card. Because even if you begin the process and you think it's isolated and you've even got a phase one or even a phase two, 
there's still gnarly, nasty, yeah. horrible surprises that show well, up. Until phase three is done mm -hmm. and you have a certificate that is clean, then maybe go ahead with the property. But I, I can't recommend anybody, once an environmental issue is, is shown to exist, that they would go ahead. Right. And another one is mold and mildews. That can be a reason to pull out. Now, minor stuff is going to happen. A little bit of water penetration. It's taken on a little bit of moisture. You cut out the piece of drywall. You treat the piece of wood. You're good to go. You get rid of the insulation. It's not a big problem. Something that's been a house where there's been a significant amount of marijuana grown in it, something that takes a lot of water and infiltrates the house that is almost a teardown. And the challenge with that is even if it's been remedied and you've got the certificates, that may be a great reason to pull out if you find it during the inspection because it wasn't disclosed. It was three owners ago. There's no real evidence, but now it's found because once you know, you have to disclose. And so it's a that would be a time to pull away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <coughs> And some of the expensive things, you know, maybe the you thought the the shingles looked okay, but it's it's going to be a twelve or fifteen thousand dollar repair, or and thirty, it, and it might not be this year. It might be in two years or three years, and you go, well, I can't budget for that. I can't save up that amount of money by then, and I don't it's want to put the financial work. stress on me to right. have to borrow for that. Right. And sometimes we can negotiate, maybe yeah. some price off, maybe the seller to do some repairs. We've even had where. I've increased the price yeah. and the seller's done the work right. so that it's all complete. Then the seller or the buyer gets it inside their mortgage. They don't have to come up with cash exactly. to do those maintenance repairs. Yeah. And another time to pull out would be when you can't get the place insured. Like mm. the insurance conversation is a mute point on many houses and a significant point on Others. So we want to make sure that insurance and financing will pull together. Right. Is there more than just a financial decision or a financial impact to pull out of a decision once I've already made it? That's a great question. It is, isn't it? Yes. And we at the Decker team have enjoyed for over 30 years helping people Mm -hmm. Not just buying and selling real estate, because that's we do that. That's we our do that. primary. It's kind of like our go-to yeah. activity. Yeah, but also helping people build their finances, helping people build wealth, helping mm. people build their relationships, mm -hmm. like repair relationships, thrive in relationships, helping people even grow in their faith, and helping people, this is the one I love, helping people increase their self-esteem, like get over roadblocks that have happened in the past. Because we actually which, make better decisions then. Yeah, which we've done through Roar mm -hmm. Canada, helping people grow. So for over 30 years, mm. helping people grow in their life and in their home. Right. So an emphatical Yes, the impact can be really, really significant beyond the financial cost when I make a decision and then I decide it's a bad decision. And yet- Or I don't make a decision, it's a bad decision and I move forward. Right. I was going to say that's even bigger. That's the bigger one. That's the bigger one. We've actually watched people navigate 
making following through on a decision because they thought I'm in, so I might as well follow mm. through. And we're going, no, please don't. Yeah. And yet we're not the decision maker. Yeah. And even, you know, I've made decisions that were, I'll say incorrect for the time in my life. In other words, I didn't have the emotional bandwidth or the margin in my schedule, the margin in my business life to take on a project. Are you going to share one of those? Yeah, like um, I remember buying a house in Vernon. I that remember we supported, that one too. We supported a client who yep. needed to sell it. Uh, we and there just it. wasn't much of a market for it at that yeah. time. And we thought we could fix it and change some things in it, spend some money, and then be able to resell it, which we did. Um, and we broke even on the money, but we didn't break even on my hours. So, like, I was the guy installing the hardwood floor and, and, and painting and fixing things. And so all those, well, really months of weekends and evenings that spent on that house yeah. was for nothing other than it helped our client. But it actually I, harmed us. I didn't yeah. count the cost mm -hmm. of our relationship. Now our relationship is fine. And it took a it, toll. It weathered it. Mm -hmm. Our relationship weathered that time. And then you even had a generator stolen right out of that property. I did. I know. <laughs> Just a little, mm. a little, put a little salt on the wound. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing is, can you measure your, not just your financial cost of making a decision, but what is the physical cost physically to my energy, my being? Uh, what's the relational cost to our mm. relationship of putting that extra stress on it? And what's the emotional cost? Do I have the emotional bandwidth or stability mm. to take on that renovation, to take on a, a move, to, to get a house ready to sell. Like these are major decisions that affect our being and can even make us sick. I know, like truly, Physically like sick, sick. Yeah. Right. And not only emotionally, not only like mental health challenges, which is a big deal, mm -hmm. Also, our physical well-being. Right. And so really, one of the things that's been hard for us to watch sometimes is somebody really excited about making a move. Super excited. And as we're having a conversation about what's going on in their life, we recognize, because they share the truth, typically, because there's a great level of trust going back and forth, and they share what's up for them, and the external pressures that are already mm -hmm. upon them. And we're thinking, do you really, really, really need this house now? So sometimes it's time to pull out before you ever get started. Yeah, I think sometimes people will make a decision, I'll make a decision, that I just need a change. Yeah. Not recognizing that that change is going to cost something. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that would be a time to pull out. Another time to be to pull out of a property is if, it's discovered that there's maybe molds or toxins in mm -hmm. the property. That will actually make and, you sick. And they will make you physically yeah. sick yeah. over time. Right. We've got great environmental inspectors that mm -hmm. can help with that. And great ways of fixing houses. Yeah. But again, if you need to fix a house, mm -hmm. now it's not just a move. It's a move and then renovate. 
And so are you, do you have the bandwidth to handle living in sawdust or living in construction noise and that for a month or two or whatever, not being able to unpack your boxes and settle settle into the home. Or do you have the ability to stay in another property and carry the financial? So the other challenge sometimes is the financial obligation. Mm -hmm. So it's time to pull out because financially, it really, when you look specifically at the property and you get right down to it, it's a really lousy decision for you. Yeah. Now, we even had one client which you'll probably recognize when I start to tell the story, but we don't give names on on the show. Um, this, not too often, not unless, too they're often. unless they're with us sitting here, here and yeah. they're sharing it. We have one client that for about, eh, probably about seven, eight years, sold their house every year. Mm-hmm. And they would pick a house that needed some renos. And as soon as there was nothing left to do in the house... They would sell it. They'd usually gain a little bit yeah. because of what they had done. They, they profited. And then they would buy another one. And that person thrived on that. Um, completion of a project. Completion really. of a project. Yeah. And yeah. also the, the uh, disruption, the chaos, so to speak. Some people like chaos in their life. Yeah. And for this person, it was a good thing. Right. So just being aware of who you are. So we're not attempting to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. We're saying really think deep about what works in your life. And if it causes you duress, Mm -hmm. it's probably a really lousy idea. Let's pull. Let's go. Let's pull. Or let's let's ask the seller to do it. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. a seller is willing to do everything that's found that's negative. Um. And they get to enjoy the dust and the construction and the disruption. The refinishing of the hardwood refi- floors. Yeah, the, the uh, whatever. They get to experience mm-hmm. all of that before they move. And they're willing to do it because they want out. They, they, have, they have another, you know, another place to be. They have a promotion. They have a bigger house they're moving to. Or they, they can't afford this house anymore. And they want a small house. Or they're changing style or whatever, right? So the beauty is that you can sometimes pass that on to the seller to do and then you move into what's almost like a brand new home because the work's been done. Right. And yet back to the thought that if they're not willing and Mm -hmm. you know it's too much for you. Then out we go, baby. And with (laughs) no concern for the effort that's been put in. Like let go of that conversation. Yeah. Of theirs and ours. Yeah. And let's just move on. Let's let's decide if it's not for now, mm-hmm. or it is for now, but not this house. Right. Or it's a different house six months, a year, two years down the road. At a different time. That's all good, perfectly good scenarios. Yeah. Powerful no's and powerful yeses are the winning formula. Mm. We are excited to be your partners moving forward together, because together we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.